0: Welcome to Top of Mind with Concilio Wealth, a show about markets, investing, and financial planning. Join us as we cover current events that are in the news and answer top of mind questions from our listeners.
1: This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute investment advice. This audio may contain statements that may be deemed as forward-looking. Any such statements are not guarantees.
0: episode 35 of Top of Mind with Howe and Chris. Join us today to talk about regional bank weakness. Uh, Gosh, regional banks still are pressured. I've got an update with something I just received in the the mail from a credit union on CDs. If you have not listened to episode 34, tune into that. We outlined the craziness that is happening in the CD market right now. Um, Big Tech Earnings has been released, was mostly good. A little bit of a mixed bag with some of them. Retail theft is on the rise. You've probably seen this in the news. We thought we would unpack what we actually think that's doing to retailers and how they're responding. And finally, Series I bonds, which became incredibly popular a couple years ago as inflation started to uh, go up. We had a lot of clients buying these. The rate was going down. The new rate was released just a few days ago. It went up. Holy moly! How hot off the press today is? Or yeah, today, jobs report, and then a little bit ago, consumer spending. Uh, could you just give us some insights with what's going on in the jobs report and yeah. uh, consumer spending, and just how's the market reacting?
1: Yeah, well, um, I think it's helpful to set up how the market's reacted with raising rates or the 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 specter of higher rates, right, since I'm gonna say August. So August, September, October have been pretty rough months for the stock market and the bond market, right? Everyone mm-hmm. started pricing at higher rates or higher for longer at least, where uh, we got a slew of strong data. Consumer spending, retail spending. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. GDP was like nearly five percent annualized <laughs> last week. Oh, and timestamp, uh, November third, Friday at 9:51 a.m. The jobs Thank number you. came in today. Uh, the expect expected job gain was 170,000. We came in below that, 150,000, and the market reacted positively. So we're kind of in, the, can, in that. Yeah, can you ahead.
0: tell us why that's good? I, I think it's counterintuitive, yeah. right? Because the past yeah. jobs reports, I think they were projecting like 250 and 350 were added. So can you share with us why it is good to be below that expectation?
1: Yeah, we're celebrating fewer jobs being created, Uh, unemployment went up from 38 to 3.9%. That's mostly the interest rate story, right? The Fed has more incentive to slow down the economy if if more and more people are unemployed, therefore more and more people are spending. Mm -hmm. And if they're not employed as much or able to job hop as they have in the last year and a half, there's... There's less reason to keep rates higher, right? And that's what the market is pricing in. And we, we saw the, the 10-year treasury go from 4.9 to 4.5 in the matter of like two days, two or three days mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. week, uh, which is the reason why November's off to such a like red-hot start to the month. Um, again, the new cycle probably doesn't care about the turn of the calendar, but it's just really coincidental that it started on the 1st
0: so in sum the previous report said hey more jobs were added than was anticipated and consumers keep spending at a ridiculously yeah. high clip yeah. that translates to the federal reserve or the market thinking that the federal reserve will likely keep rates higher for longer or even raise them higher than previously anticipated and
1: yeah. what
0: happens is then the market sold off and interest rates actually went up to reflect the potential of future uh rate hikes or again higher for longer What changed here in the last couple of days is the reverse. So fewer jobs are created than anticipated. That's why that's good news for the market is now the market is saying, wait, maybe we priced in the wrong thing. Maybe this means that the Fed's previous work is working and the economy is actually cooling such that they can start lowering rates sooner or maybe not go up as high to begin with. So that's how you want to think about this. And that's why the the market reacts uh, almost inversely of these job reports.
1: In this environment, because we, we're in an yeah. inflation fight, right? So um, the, the, the fundamental thinking is that inflation is driven by higher wages, more employment, right? Because people are gainfully employed, they're going to spend their paychecks on stuff. And if they're not employed, they're going to do the opposite. Therefore, prices go down. At least that's what the thinking is. Hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So... Regional banks, uh, how is this impacting regional banks? Or I think interest rates are, but uh, let's shift over to that. You said that weakness is continuing in regional banks and that the big banks just continue to rake in money and profits. What's going on there?
1: Yeah, uh, so Chris and I have been talking about this since March this year, where regional banks are under scrutiny and under fire since, you know, SVB and uh, First Republic. Where we just
0: got convicted by the way oh did they sorry sbf got convicted sorry uh, us, acronyms <clears throat> yeah svb <clears throat> saw that the news yesterday Valley
1: bank yeah sbf yeah. is making a lot of noise in uh the financial news but we don't really address it because we don't have a lot of uh, digital currency investments but yeah to the regional banks uh, chris and i have been talking about this since march how we predicted that it was going to create deposit issues right um regional banks have had to incentivize assets from either leaving or somehow attracting more assets by paying more interest, right? And we've all heard, you can get 5% on your high yield savings. But that's, that's a very selective group of banks, so like you go to Li or uh, Marcus at Goldman Sachs, uh, institutions that need to raise capital versus JP Morgan, Bank of America, who really don't need more deposits. Because there was a natural flow of smaller banks to bigger banks for safety. And they since they have all these new deposits, they don't need to pay 5%. But regional banks do. Uh, f- because they're hemorrhaging money. So if you don't have money to loan out via deposits, you don't have a business, really. And their core business is loaning. And the problem with loaning out money mm-hmm. with rates so high is who's really signing up for an 8.5% mortgage? And that makes it like a conundrum for regional banks where they have to pay, one, to incentivize deposits coming in, a hefty 5% relative to a Bank of America that pays less than 1%, and they have to, on the back end, loan that 5% dollar out to someone who's willing to sign a mortgage paying 8.5%. And that that spread is is the 3.5% is the bank's profit, if that makes sense in a business sense, right? But Mm -hmm. they're not able to really do that effectively in this real-world environment. One, because mortgage demand is really low because we don't have a lot of home buyers right now due to supply or due to demand. Um, Home supply and then demand for people who are unwilling to pay that high of an interest rate
0: is, is okay. I've, I've, I've a host of questions is home yeah. demand really down that much. Um, like I know that there are fewer mortgages being issued today than there were and fewer homes being sold, but is it really down that much? Like, I think it's, I think it's a, it to say that no one is buying, like a lot of people are buying, a lot of people are selling.
1: Yeah, a lot. Do you people have any numbers buy. on
0: how what is, the, what is the drop in mortgage demand? Is it 20%? Is it 30%? Is it
1: 50%? Yeah, the drop in mortgage demand is semi-fold, right? You look at the new home purchases, like if I'm selling my home, someone is demanding a mortgage to pay for that home, right? That's one. Right. The other part is if I wanted to refinance my home, well, we pay 3%, we're not going to refi at a much higher rate. So that's, that's the second part of the mortgage demand that has completely dried up. I believe that side of it, which has been the majority of mortgage activity since 2020, that's nearly like 90% drop off. Which makes sense, right? Because hmm. you're not refinancing unless you have a yeah, really no, dire need to do it. Yeah, um, so that that's one of the biggest things that banks have been unable to generate new dollars from right cuz the transaction costs from a refinance is actually pretty valuable to a bank to a traditional mm-hmm. bank right cuz mm-hmm. JP Morgan Morgan uh, Morgan Stanley and and Bank of America all have investment wings so if mortgage dries up they still have a many many other tentacles of business and revenue coming in
0: okay and then at the regional bank level so their primary business is lending but if lending has dropped off so much why do they want deposits or why do they need deposits right so the so the regional banks and the credit unions are the ones that are offering higher yeah. CD rates yep the big banks don't need your money so that's why they're not not offering anything but if if the regional banks aren't lending they don't need your deposits to begin with so like what's what's the disconnect there
1: I think profit is a big big component here uh, regional banks are publicly mm-hmm. traded and if they're not profiting or growing their profits, that doesn't make shareholders happy. And you have to balance out survival versus profits. And that's, that's a difficult equation to square right now for regional banks. Because if you stretch too far, you're going to extend credit way too far. And that's going to hurt you, and especially if we we're, we're really are headed for a slowdown.
0: Well, in regional banks, we know are are now, and this is somewhat recent, but they're subject to higher capital requirements. So they're required to hold yep. more cash on their balance sheet per dollar of loans. As previous regulation was banks that are above $250 billion, I believe, were all subject to the J.P. Morgan size. So higher increased scrutiny and stress tests and things. <clears throat> banks below that size were not. And uh, banks now below that size are subject to these higher... Um, higher requirements. So that could also be why they're incenting more cash, uh, maybe even more cash than they previously needed because they're actually required to gain that cash in order to have more collateral on their balance sheet to balance out the loans.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Okay. So this, this is super interesting. I got to grab this. Okay. So I got this in the mail we talked last time and, and for those that haven't yet listened to episode 34, we talked about CDs a lot on episode 34. We've had a number of clients reach out to us and we're doing like some short term investments for them. So it's CD, short term bonds, this kind of thing. CDs are really hard to find. Um, we have a, like a rate list, you know, we can pull it from our custodian and we can, we can buy those CDs. Right. And you'll see a bank that'll issue with like a quantity of, of 20 or, and it's like what you you guys are going to raise, you know. Twenty thousand dollars and see. Yeah, what, yeah what's yeah. the point in that? You know, you're a bank. This is a rounding error. And so, just a really kind of strange environment. So, this is from Giza Credit Union. I, I had a car loan with them at one point. Actually, it was before they were Giza Credit Union. Or Giza bought wherever it was before. Anyway, so I get this in the mail. Uh, we want to make sure that Giza provides you the best value, and we are upgrading your savings account. Blah blah blah. Okay, industry leading seven percent APY, and also. You know, that's only the first 500 bucks, of course, and then it drops to nothing. But they want my money for CDs. Get this. Okay, so this is a tiered schedule. They have three tiers. Minimum balance of 500 bucks, minimum balance of 50,000, and minimum balance of 100,000. The three-month CD, they'll pay me 0.25%, quarter of a percent. Six-month CD... 0.75% and it's a little bit higher uh at a hundred thousand than it is at at uh at 500 by the way it's 0.1% higher okay 12 month cd 5.25 okay now we're talking by the way uh that 12 month cd for five hundred dollars 0.8 you need to give them 50,000 or more to get that 5.25% rate interesting uh 18 month cd you would think it would be somewhere around 5.25, but it's not. It's 1.15. 24 month CD, 5.35, because that makes sense. Yeah. Also similar. So again, 500 bucks for that 24 month CD, 1.05. Uh, 50,000 or more, 5.35. You know, you get a four 4.3% bump on it to give them more money. Uh, and then finally, just to round this out. 30-month, 36-month, 48-month, 60-month, 84-month, all these keep going, and it's, you know, 1.35, slowly escalating to
1: 2.5%. What? Yeah, so imagine, a, if we, when we refer to a yield curve, um, imagine a ski slope that just goes down and then flattens at the bottom. <laughs> so the further you yeah. go out, it's just completely flat, and there's no incentive to go uh, seven years on a CD here. Um, So what's so
0: weird though, is that, so the 12 month, so basically no one would buy the 18 month, right? You're going to buy the 12 month at 5.25, which by the way is bolded in case you couldn't read this. It's bolded. (laughs) um, So that you can make sure that, that that's not a typo because all these other rates are so silly low. So tw- you would either go 12 months or 24 months. So I, I, you know, I can't help but wonder what they're trying to fill in, right? They're trying to incent to fill in kind of the void in their, yeah. in their deposits. But like, no one would give them money for 18 months. You would either go 12 or 24. Uh, and the difference between 24 and 30 is you know 4%. You go from 5.35 to 1.35. Again, makes no sense. I don't have on here, I was trying to read the fine print, if that 24-month CD is callable how you're seeing a lot of CDs right now in the marketplace are callable after the first year and i yeah. i don't know if that's the case here or not
1: yeah so we do callable. look through inventory or what chris describes like 20 available that's called inventory and every bank puts out 100 you know 100,000 here 20,000 there and all that inventory is tagged with a callable feature meaning if i'm if i'm signing up for a 2 year CD the bank's reserving the right to call that back and pay your principal after one year. What they're anticipating, most likely with the call feature, is rates will drop in a year. And why would they want us to continue to pay 5% when, let's say, rates go down to 3%? That would be right. the bank's dream. They, they would close that 5% uh, deposit, which is essentially a loan from their point of view. So they could pay 3% versus 5%.
0: I'm just reading a little bit further here. High yield savings accounts, anything under a hundred thousand. Guess what the rate is here at this credit union
1: under for high yield under a hundred thousand. I'm going to say 0.87%. Yeah.
0: Uh, close. Well, you were close cause it had a one in it, but it's 0.01. So it's the same as you'd get at your good old, you know, chase B of oh. A. You're going to get practically zero. 0. 0.01, nothing for a high yield yeah. savings account under hundred thousand over hundred thousand. What's the rate?
1: I'm going to say 0.2%.
0: 3%.
1: Oh, really? Oh, big jump.
0: So once again, very strange, right? But they're basically saying we want big, big amounts of customer. money. Yeah, bigger. Um, yeah. <clears throat> what I don't quite understand here is why the high-yield savings account at 100000 and above is paying 3% today. But then they have money market accounts, which range in roughly like ten dollars to $50,000 increases. And it goes from 0.2 to 0.45. I don't get that. Yeah. You know, 250 thousand and above in a tier six money market, whatever that means, 0.45 percent. Why wouldn't I put it in a high yield savings account for 3 percent? Anyway, uh, super strange. What's going on right now? We'll probably, you know, tell our kids about this in a bunch of years. But uh, yeah, I've definitely never seen this weird of a rate curve. I thought when I pulled it up last week, or I guess two weeks ago when we were talking about this on the pod. Yeah. It was Amex that was offering yeah. this wonky. Yep like wave, like yield curve. And I was like, this is, this is, I've never seen this before. Well, now I've seen it twice.
1: Yeah, we're seeing it quite a bit. Um, again, you see in the headlines, just go with the CD. One, good luck finding one that you, <laughs> you trust from a bank from an institution that's paying a full 5%. And two, find one that's not callable in a year.
0: If I was really... Uh, wild I just call them and say, "How much money can I give you on that 24-month CD?" And I wonder what their open quantity is—a million? Is yeah. it? Is it? You know, is it 20 million or is it 20,000? You know, who knows, yeah. right? Because you know that they have an open quantity on it. <clears throat> anyway, let's move on. Uh, big tech earnings—kind of a mixed bag, but generally good. Can you yeah, uh, really can you give us a summary with what happened with our our favorite tech companies here?
1: Yeah, let's start with Microsoft. Uh, they they did really well. Uh, the real focus has been their cloud group. Uh, that that includes Azure and Azure uh, and SQL. Azure. Uh, they were Azure. Come on, how get with up, it? Uh, Azure. <laughs> <laughs> I know, the listeners are going to ex- going to wreck me through the cold. Uh, I'm
0: going to comment on this video. Like this guy doesn't.
1: Anyway, yeah, yeah, he doesn't know how to, to pronounce Azure, but um, they, their cloud division <laughs> is up Azure. Their cloud division was up twenty nine percent versus the expected twenty six percent. So this is like the biggest growth engine in Microsoft's kind of sweet, um, very diversified business. But that's been the focus, uh, along with Amazon with AWS, and I'll get to them. Where that does good, the stock does good. That's probably what the the market's only been. Hyper focused on Google dropped on earnings, uh, good earnings. Like they beat on revenue and profit, but they didn't grow their cloud. I don't. What's their cloud? I should know this. Um, their cloud division at Google was not up to expectations. Hence, the like nine percent drop immediately after earnings.
0: I their cloud division focuses on something different than yeah like amazon and and you know aws and azure are direct comp- competitors yep but then sure. google's cloud focuses on something a little bit different and i i, I would have to w- yeah you know relearn that but, the, but i know si- it's a similar
1: marketplace. similar focus though where that's been kind of looked at as the high growth part of the business and if that doesn't really meet expectations the the, the market really ignores everything else because google had a really good earnings quarter like really good um meta same same uh, beat uh, on the up, meaning revenue and down meaning profits, uh, but they issued lower guidance on the Middle East conflicts, which again, they got punished for that
0: um, I thought so they said lower guidance on on future ad revenue Yeah. it was it yeah. specific to Middle East conflicts?
1: They cited Middle East, yeah wow, yeah, which seems like <clears throat> oh. a very small region relative to the entire world in terms of who uses their services. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah.
0: I do know that, um, users in the U S although they have a lot of users in the U S it's a huge portion of their, their revenue users in the U S are actually less profitable than users in other countries, which is Hmm. sort of interesting. I don't know if it maybe costs more to get people to click or something, but the, the, whatever, they, whatever their number is, I don't know if it's a cac or if it's something, but some sort of a conversion ratio is lower in the U.S. relative to to other countries, which is interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I want to say something else about Meta. All of these tech companies have done layoffs. Yep. Meta has absolutely crushed it. They, in this last quarter, reduced headcount and increased revenue. Yeah. Like it's the yeah. trif it's the. It's the trifecta of, we cut expenses, we grew our main product, and it all went to the bottom line. Every single dollar of that went to the bottom line. And the market still punished
1: them over weaker guidance.
0: Incredibly impressive, though, what some of these companies can do uh, with their scale. Um, So I just want to call that out, carry on.
1: Yeah, Yeah. next is Amazon. Uh, Amazon had a really good quarter with AWS, Coming in line, meeting forecast expectations. So, very good quarter for Amazon as well. And then, today, of November 3rd, Apple released earnings yesterday and they sold off initially. But again, they, they lost 3% overnight, which $2 trillion company, $2.5 trillion company, 3% is a ton of money. <laughs> That's right? good perspective. That, that takes a lot of weight to move. Uh, they cited a slowdown in China demand and slow down in US consumer demand for the the upcoming holiday season. So Apple is not so upbeat about. They don't normally give any guidance. All these they just offered some really weak weak uh forward looking language.
0: Which is typical for them, right? They're known as the the sandbagger, yeah. right? They yeah. sandbag their earnings and then they they blow it out of the quarter. That's just kind of yeah. their MO. So could be lowering expectations
1: we'll to beat. Yeah.
0: Um, in other Amazon news, Amazon to close apparel stores as it shifts its focus, its focus to grocery. I'm a fan of that. Um, actually, I shouldn't say I'm a fan of that. I'm a fan of that because I happen to be a Amazon grocery customer. Uh, <laughs> so I like to see more money going there. And um, uh, But anyway, so they have these like style locations, which I, I haven't checked out. I don't even know if there's one here. Actually, yeah, there isn't. LA and Columbus, Ohio. Um, would love to know how you all Figure out where to open your stores. To me, you should open them right next to your headquarters so you can just walk down there and check it out. But, you know, that's way too simple. So it's like, how do you figure out your test markets? That'd be fascinating for me to know. Well, anyway, like so you closing those seems down. seems like
1: a low end. L.A. seems like a high end. Again, no dig at yeah, anyone who yeah. lives in Columbus. But you would, see, you would think, what kind of Amazon offers offerings, like what percentage would they attract in L.A. versus pretty stark difference in Columbus?
0: just cost of living, yeah. It's just cost yeah, of living difference. Yeah. So anyway, shutting that down, they said that they will continue to invest in their grocery, uh, which is all, all lines of their grocery. So it's Whole Foods, Amazon Go, uh, the Just Walk Out shopping stuff they want to keep going. Uh, they said that they paused Whole Food investments uh, because they were retooling some things uh, last year. Um, you know, more self-checkout, changing some things around, but they're going to continue to grow, uh, grow that footprint. So I'm a fan of that. Also, Jeff Bezos is moving to Miami. So, he uh, I don't know if he's going to keep his two homes side-by-side side in, in uh, Medina. I think he lives in Medina. But um, he's moving out to Miami for, I don't know, better weather and greener pastures.
1: Yeah. I guess we'll talk about that as we find out more of the reasons why, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Let's shift over to retail things. Theft. This has been in earnings reports at an increased rate. I know Target cited this, Walmart cited this. Um, seems like every company that has a, a retail footprint is citing yep. increases in people stealing stuff. So much so that they're starting to have pretty big write-offs on their earnings report, charged to lost lost earnings and lost uh, lost products just walking out the door. You had some interesting thoughts and comments on this as we were preparing for the pod today. Could you share with our listeners just what your what your take is on retail sure. theft and what's going on?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Chris mentioned Walmart, Target, big retailers have, have come out and publicly said organized crime is the reason for a lot of what the, the industry calls shrinkage. And shrinkage is just lost, lost, I don't know, lost percentage for for merchandise that they're unable to sell, whether it was stolen or was um, misshipped or miscounted or damaged in shipping, that's all considered shrinkage. And Got the, the <clears throat> historical shrinkage rate just about hovers around one percent. And this year it's at one one percent. So oh. um I think there's a Big issue with what's being said. Um, I, I think we both recognize that crime is a massive issue, especially in in areas like mine and yours, where downtown you know, Seattle. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, a lot of <laughs> a lot of crime in the Sacramento Bay Area region in California. Um, w- w- we're not glossing over the fact that there's issues, city-wide issues. Uh, but I think if you look at what they're citing and what they're blaming it on doesn't really line up. Um uh, what they're most likely glossing over is they just have too much stuff. I don't know, uh, listeners back in 2021 we started talking about this bullwhip effect when remember when that Christmas season there was nothing to buy and you it took forever to get like a couch. I don't know how long you waited for your couch. Yes. Like 7 oh, 8 okay, months.
0: Okay, so so yes, yeah. and then we, we bought a, 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 different, a different couch for this <laughs> kind of other... Anyway, it doesn't matter. Not, not to replace that, that one. That screws my story like a, now. No, no, no. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, I'm helping your story. I'm helping it. <laughs> so the, the first couches that we bought took, yeah, whatever, seven... Not seven months. At least four months. Anyway, it took a long time. But then we just ordered uh, a couch uh, from a, a different place just for a different room. Um, we were replacing something and it got here in like 4 weeks, 3 weeks. Like it said, you know, available to ship and it'll ship yep. soon and and it showed up and so um yeah, I remember those days and hopefully those yeah. days are close to over.
1: You remember when we uh talked about the bullwhip effect where the like the further you go up the supply chain, the the smaller bottlenecks create these bigger bottlenecks down the down the line. Well, yeah. the bullwhip effect works in opposite. And I, I, we mentioned that when a Walmart or a Target places an order, if it's delayed and demand ebbs, you still get that order. Then suddenly you have an inventory blow. I Remember, we went through that whole list where Crocs, Lululemon, uh, Yeti all had tons and tons of inventory just sitting in warehouses, right? That costs money. Mm-hmm. And I think what Target and Walmart during this cycle are – glossing over, and they're trying to sweep under the rug, is Target has a 36% year-over-year inventory blow. they got too much stuff sitting in their stores. And people are slowing down goods purchasing. I know this kind of goes counter when we started the show when we're saying people are spending too much, right, and they're, they're gainfully employed and spending all their paychecks. But they're spending on services. They're not buying Target goods at least at the clip that they've been buying in the last, what, 18 months, where, where the scarcity isn't as pronounced, but target has all this inventory order that's sitting empty in, in the stores and in warehouses, which is super, super costly. And I think when they have poor earnings, I think inventory bloat is one, one part of it. Right. Um, Going back, I know we started with retail theft and shrinkage, but I think that's that's the issue of people not buying your stuff. For one, mm-hmm. it's just sitting there on shelves, waiting to get stolen, or waiting to get it damaged, or waiting, you know, whatever the case is. Uh, that's that should be considered on the company's bottom line, and that was neglected during the during earnings calls. Um, the other part is. Self self checkout. I know this has been a bugaboo, and I I I hate. I actually like self checkout, but I hate it in certain places. But how many how many memes have you seen? And I, I'm using an exaggeration. People scan a banana banana and walk away with a TV. What Target employee is going to stop someone who scans a cheap item and walks away with an expensive item? Right? Do they have the the labor power? or the, hmm. the people power to prevent that because they've been actively for lots of good reasons, right? Cause they just can't find enough qualified people to work in their stores, which is why they've had to institute a lot of self checkout stations because they can't find enough cashiers. Right. But <clears throat> what comes with that is people stealing without stealing in terms of like shoving cell phones down their <clears throat> trench coats. Right? Like, self-checkout mm. doesn't really stop you from s- stealing. And that's, a, that's another piece <laughs> of it that is being cited, where uh, the <clears throat> this push to on- automation is causing, you know, shrinkage, because people inadvertently walk out of the store, <clears throat> like, they're not stealing. Well, they're they, not borrowing either, but you know what I mean? Like, they had something in the cart, they forgot the scan and they walked out.
0: That should. I mean, you know, what solves all of this is just walk out technology.
1: Yeah, yeah, just walk out. Yeah. Put it all in your pockets. Yeah.
0: And then walk out with it and we'll so bill your credit card.
1: I think what you're saying, and again, we'll get to the, the employee stress too, because CBS is uh, suffering through employee walkouts because they're they're getting stretched thin. I don't know if you've been in CBS lately. A pretty massive store. Yeah. But normally yeah. only two or three people working, yeah, here. yeah, yeah, um <clears throat> so they they cited danger, right, like if if someone's stealing you're not supposed to get in their way or touch the person for liability reasons, right, so <clears throat> um, <clears throat> and again, it's not your your stuff that they're stealing from their your boss's stuff, which again creates yeah. another issue, you don't really care about the company you work for because. Either you're you're stressed, or you're under, you feel you're underpaid, or whatever the case is. I think that a lot a lot has to do with that. Hmm. And then the next biggest thing, probably where the biggest source of shrink is, employee internal theft. We've had people cited for um, citing like warehouse workers taking full pallets off the warehouse and stealing like f- what? Yeah yeah it's entire pallets of merchandise you so th- put the like biggest an Air theft tag is, on everything yeah the biggest theft is internal the biggest so, theft is internal yeah the biggest source of theft is internal again that wow. that's, that's still anecdotal but i think because n- none of these companies report specific types of theft or loss and i think that makes it difficult
0: It is interesting because I I feel like walking out the back door with a TV is probably easier than walking out the front door with a TV. Although you would look really strange walking out the back door with a TV (laughs) because what are you doing? But if you're the one closing, you know, that might be an interesting,
1: huh? Yeah. I, I, um, anecdotally, I have a friend who used to work at a a mall retail clothing store and his job was to go from store to store and investigate loss. And hmm. he said the majority of loss was from employees that he's interrogated.
0: Jeez. Yeah. So. <laughs> okay, but I heard I heard also that you're you're kind of thinking that this is a bit of fun with numbers, from the from the accounting department. It is because yeah. you were saying that historical loss ratios are one percent, and today they are one percent. So you're so- saying that earnings is just. Like, basically, it's, it's, you know, the CEO saying, like, hey, accounting department, how do we make our earnings sound better than they really are? Because they're not very good. You know, what can we highlight in here? Well, you know, people are stealing stuff. Yeah. But it's not increasing. Well, let's highlight that. You know, that makes us, right? That's kind of what you're saying.
1: I think the biggest thing is, as a CEO point of view, what story can I tell to get the shareholders sure. off my back?
0: Yeah, yeah. Because Every quarter.
1: Because what are we? What are they? If we look under the hood, what what are we looking at? Poor inventory management, which is one an investment issue, right? Because if you want to improve your inventory cycle, you gotta invest in some tech, like you said, where you just walk out and it scans and charges your your debit or credit card, right? And that costs money, right? Um, another issue is CEOs are don't really know their business and where the risks are, which again, are you qualified to be a CEO if you don't know? Uh, Self-checkout might kind of open up the door for a lot of things, but it's creating a lot of other issues. Um, Customer experience is poor, right? (laughs) When was the last time you went to a store for a common item and it was locked up? Are we really gonna wait 10 minutes for an employee to answer the, the, the chime? To unlock,
0: especially if you're at CVS yeah. and there's two people working and they're both busy.
1: Yeah. Uh, workforce issues uh, again. People who feel they're underappreciated are really going to put in the effort to stop theft. And again, I don't. They they've cited that you know it, it could be a pretty violent situation if they did. Um, customer issues. I I don't know if you've heard about the 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 meme website the the people of Walmart. People's, people people no. are pretty nasty. Like they, they one, you'd be lucky uh, as a Walmart customer to see a normal another normal Walmart customer. Like that's basically what it's implying. So you have a customer base that isn't so. I don't know if so up to par as the target audience, right? Yeah, yeah very or a Costco audience. Or customer base, uh, vendor issues and access issues. So, <clears throat> vendor issues. We talked about the pallet where uh, you'll sign a purchase order in your warehouse for ten TVs, but nine were on the the pallet. But if your warehouse workers overworked, are they going to sit and count properly? They should, but like if they have an infinite number of other pallets to count and bring in, they're going to miss stuff. And I think that goes into it too. So I think. Retail to fix this is a big, big problem. Like, I don't know, if self checkout is the answer, but I don't. In I don't know if heightened security is what shareholders want to hear either, because that costs money.
0: To me, this is just a huge case for automation. Yeah. Like, why why are we counting things on a pallet manually when we can scan it and we know exactly what's in there? You yeah. Know? It's like, and I know that a lot of that's happening already, but to me, this is. If i'm the ceo of one of these companies it's like hey what budget can we send towards automation i know that's a scary word for for employees of these companies because that could mean that fewer people like it's like when self-checkout rolled out it's like, oh my god yeah. all the grocery store yeah. people are gonna get fired we won't need any of them anymore um uh but you know to me it's it's if this is actually a problem you'll see money get spent to fix it if it's fun with numbers then it's just gonna go by the wayside until something else crops up.
1: Well, let's say you immediately fix it and you invest a ton of money in the tech, the security. What do you realistically bring shrinkage down to? From 1% to point? Yeah, that's the 8%? point, right? 1%, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think it, that's why we believe it's like a bit of a sweeping the problems under the rug situation yeah, because-
0: yeah. Sweeping the inventory problems under the rug, yeah. right. Yeah, You're hiding the fact that you have too much. I mean, Target, tar- you highlight Target here, which got crushed on earnings.
1: Yeah, crushed. Uh,
0: I mean, they're down like 50% in the last year, or 18 months or something. Inventory's climbed 36% year over year. Profits dropped to nearly 90% in the quarter. Yikes. Yeah.
1: The big elephant in the room is Amazon. They're- who Who thinks of Target and thinks of their online shopping? I know they're improving, but still, it's, you think of online shopping, you think Amazon. And I think that's been a big problem for the Walmarts and the targets of the world where they're, they've been losing a lot of market share to, you know, the, the little company up in Seattle. There. But again, you don't say that to the shareholder base, right? Um, right. Because you're, you're going to get skewered as the CEO if you do, which I think it makes that the organized crime and theft such a convenient scapegoat.
0: I mean Yeah, I got so many thoughts in my head. It it's it takes billions to, to catch up with the speed yeah. and the, the efficiency of, of an Amazon. <clears throat> I'll I'll go out on a limb and say I think one of the worst online shopping experiences is, is Nordstrom. Not the buying, the getting it to you. It takes yeah. forever. Yeah. Forever to get to you. And in online shopping, I don't know if everybody does this or if it's just me. I order like two or three sizes of like four things. And you got to so sense yeah. getting. Yeah. And I'm getting like 15 items. I take back 13 of them, right? <laughs> but it takes forever to get those items to me. Yep. And it's like I forgot, you know. And it's like is everything here? Did is it did I get everything that I ordered? You know, and it's 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 the worst, but for them to and they do use their stores as their their warehouses mostly. That's partially why it comes from all over the country, but I mean, it would take billions to turn that around and try to catch up with the, the speed that Amazon
1: yeah, uh, yeah. is, is at. I'm seeing a little bit of it. In, in one of the stores I went to, I'll, I saw a lot of uh, pickers, meaning they were mm-hmm. online shopping for, for customers who pre-ordered. Nordstrom uh, does that,
0: actually. They'll run around with like T-shirts, and it's like, I'm an online yeah. picker, and they yeah. go and they pull. Because I have actually ordered things before that then you get an email and it says, hey, your order couldn't be fulfilled. You know, we thought we had X item.
1: Correct, but then because we went right? and it because was in somebody's hands, it got bought yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. But or I think stolen to your previous yeah. point, yeah, and Sorry. I think that is a good, uh, <laughs> good evolution of things. But it's not again; it doesn't entice me to go on Walmart.com or Target.com as opposed to Amazon.com. Um, but yeah, Target
0: slightly better. Um, yeah. uh, Walmart, I would say, also slightly better. I would I would say that Walmart and Target. They're online. I'm mainly speaking to their shipping, like the speed yep. at which. Yeah. I would say yep. those are pretty on par, but nobody, nobody's as fast as Amazon.
1: No. No.
0: Okay, let's move on. We, uh, we have, we have, talking about that point. We've spoken about that point for a while here. So let's go to Series I bonds as we wrap up. They went up. <laughs> yes, we went on we record and said 4%. they were going to keep yeah. going down, didn't yeah. we?
1: Yeah. 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 But that's what inflation does, it um, tends to surprise. So we got a 5.27. Inflation's been
0: hold, holding and keeping up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, 5.27 is the new rate on Series I bonds. That's up from 4.3, so almost a full percentage increase. Um, and that's for this next six months. So, gosh, yeah. What do you make of it?
1: Uh, well, that's going to be sensitive to inflation going up and down. So, based on what we've seen with the slowing of jobs and other, we would hope that p c e inflation would start coming down as well right uh people aren't job hunting as much or not getting as big a raises as they've they've been used to recently um, but again that's pretty noisy noisy data um so that was on <clears throat> pretty pretty loud summer in terms of inflation right what were gas prices in seattle in the summer uh Christian well $7? i don't know
0: they keep going up because yeah. had this anyway that's a whole nother that's a whole nother in california,
1: show. yeah in california they pushed six dollars so that that plays into it so okay we had i was very, just in
0: florida gas is like three dollars a gallon
1: yeah that's why Bezos is Cost of living down there <laughs> <clears throat> yeah there's Enticing this up.
0: yogurt there's this yogurt that we've bought before it's this it's this I want to say it's a Bulgarian yogurt. It's in a glass jar, white label with red ink, if, you, if you've seen it on there. Uh, and uh, I actually heard it on an Andrew Huberman podcast. He eats it. So I bought it and I was like, yeah, I'll try this out. And um, anyway, it is, I want to say it's $12.99 at the store near us. It was $6.99 in, I was, yeah. I was down in like the Tampa area. What? i mean just insane. and of course not everything is half but i was just blown away at the cost of living difference uh over in that area relative to to where we are here anyway total tangent
1: <laughs> but i'm thinking
0: oh my god that, you just reminded me about tipping okay we'll end with tipping oh Keep yeah going.
1: yeah the reset period or the reset window um is always based on the the most recent three months and we just came out of an expensive summer with predominantly gas prices and food prices coming up. So that mm-hmm. has a lot to play with. a lot to k- kind of figure into the equation of the 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 rate. Um at this point though, I f- really don't think it's really worth the trouble to go through because most most likely it will it will come down most likely.
0: Well, you heard it here first. <clears throat> we're sticking to our story. Yeah, we were wrong last one. Going to yeah. come down.
1: Again, yeah. Noisy data.
0: Uh okay. I was just at the Tampa airport and I was in one of those stores like the, the Hudson news or whatever, just buying a water for the plane, like two waters and two waters, you know, to go, or I guess I didn't say that whatever. <laughs> and I get prompted to tip. I'm at the self checkout and it's like, would you like to tip? No. What are you talking about? I'm at a, I'm at a, I'm at a like convenience store. I'm not tipping. Don't prompt. First of all, don't prompt me and, and no, and uh, anyway, I was uh, so I finally ran into what you said because you said you were prompted at some sort of an airport checkout. Yeah. And at the time, yeah. I was like, "Really interesting." I did it. I saw it. So, God, crazy, crazy, yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah.
1: And we've heard. Well, I, I had the the popcorn issue it, I, again, not an issue. We I understand it's a stand. What's your business. popcorn so, issue? So we we went to this uh, pumpkin festival and this popcorn stand pre-made. He just charged $7 for a bag of popcorn. It was a one, and the the thing prompted for a tip. I was like, all right, I just give this guy a dollar. But yeah. again, he didn't pop the popcorn or he didn't mix the popcorn. He just handed me a bag of premium popcorn. Didn't really do anything above and beyond what the price of the popcorn was worth, right? $7 is kind of expensive, but a dollar tip is 14%. You know, we did the math, so 14% tip for minimal effort, right? reach over, grab grab a bag and hand the customer a bag. That's it. So I think we've been saying that the tipping has gotten out of hand and it's used to supplement certain things, but I'm still supportive of, you know, smaller businesses, especially the one man shop. I I figured he was the owner anyway, but Let me ask $8 this. for popcorn is expensive.
0: Wow. Well. Seven dollars and fifty cents a profit margin there, but <laughs> yeah. so let me ask yeah. you this. You're back at the pumpkin festival next year. Same vendor is there. There's only one vendor for popcorn. Are you going back?
1: Uh probably not, actually. Uh, because no. the
0: kids want popcorn. Hold on, hold yeah. on. A little bit more yeah. context. You know, the kids are like, Dad, yeah, dad, dad, popcorn, popcorn. Like, let's get popcorn. We got popcorn. Are you going and home. getting popcorn? Are you are you are you, are you saying no?
1: Uh, yeah, we still are, but I'm most likely not going to tip, yeah, and he's probably going to have the same point of sale system that at, prompts for a tip.
0: Here's my thinking as I hear yeah. as I as I think through this, the business owner is like, "Hey, how can I pay this person more money without pay this per- paying this person more money and without impacting my bottom line? I'll just prompt everybody to tip because yeah. sometimes it's yeah. going to tick yeah, people was, off, yeah. but some people are going to throw a dollar into the ring like you just did, yeah. and if they sell, I don't know. 20 bags of popcorn per hour, which I think is probably on the low end, and yeah. 5 of those people throw a bucket. That's an extra 5 bucks an hour for that person. Yeah. That's great. So I kind of I see where it's going from a business owner standpoint is like, hey, the generosity of people would improve the wages for for this particular worker here. That's good. Uh, and I, and I I guess I I get that it kind of ruffles the feathers for the 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 purchaser in certain yep. instances, but I what I don't no, is that you know will you not go back like i'm going to go back and buy water at the same place i'm still not going to tip but you know i'm not going to it's not going to totally turn me off to that to that particular no. retailer so i, I think it think really depends on
1: the source because if we were like a walmart or target and i just went through all this trouble self-scanning like hey would you like to leave a tip for the workers i'm like w- one oh. yeah why am i subsidizing their wages um, especially if, if they haven't helped me. For one and two, you got even though you've had a troublesome quarter, Walmart and Target make a lot of money still, right? All right. So no. I think it depends on the source, but the way it's presented too, because what we're seeing is here's a tip: you leave it, you feel good. You don't. You say no, you feel like a jerk. That's kind of the behavioral nudge that I'm getting from.
0: How I think we'll just pilot test. When we finish a meeting with a client, we'll send them a prop and say, "Would you like to take?" <laughs> yeah, they'll go over and a let's really just long. see. Yeah. Let's yeah, let's just see what people do, you know. Um, and then we'll report back. No, I'm totally kidding. We're not going to do that. No, but uh, that'd be funny at least to be a joke. <laughs> we'll keep it professional, though. We'll keep it professional. Yeah. All right, that's all the time we have for today's episode. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, Once again, I mentioned a couple times, if you have not listened to episode 34, check it out. We talked more about CDs there. And I've got to plug a video that released today on Consilio University. That is our YouTube channel. Uh, And if you are an Amazon employee wondering how to change your sell-to-cover elections on your stock, that's the when you get a vest, some shares are sold automatically, they pay taxes and then you get the rest. If you're wondering how to change that because you commonly have a giant tax bill at the end of the year and you don't know why tune in to that video. I explain exactly how to do it, where to click, where to go, what to do, uh, and how to reset this so that you can hopefully maybe not fix this year. Cause your final vest of the year is probably coming up here in November, but you can set yourself up next year to not pay an underpayment penalty and not have such a surprise tax bill. So little plug for Consilio. you check it out. Uh, The latest video is all about changing your cell to cover on your Amazon stock. All right. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in today. We will catch you again
1: in two weeks. All right. Thanks, everyone.